0: coming over tonight
1: You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your Dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group
2: chat. What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, we're going to do the Mock Draft Monday on a Tuesday, With the Dynasty Warzone Roundtable, I am joined with not by one, not by two, but three members of the fam. And no point in messing around with a long intro. Uh, Remember, remember what Mike Triple Four told us last week. He said, "Get to getting, no more wasting time." I will say that uh, if you're in the holiday mood, in the gift of giving, please go and rate and review the podcast. It's the most generous thing you can do. It costs you nothing. And it is the way that it helps us grow the show. So if you go over there, I may read your review. I'm going to read one real quick before I bring in the roundtable. And it says, I just started listening to podcasts this year. I have about 20 different ones that I've been listening to. I recently found the DWZ and it has quickly become my favorite pod to listen to. The one that I look forward to daily. Keep up the great work, guys. Well, you hear that plural guys means more than one. And you all know the original co host of this show, and if you're watching live on YouTube, he looks straight out of central casting of a gangbanger, but he is the man of the hour and the man with the power. He is Jerry J Ice Cube Sinclair. What's up, Jerry?
3: Man. Always with the just flawless intros. Good to sit down. And you know, we're just knights of the knights of the round table. Gonna do a mock draft later. Mock Got, draft. It's just two two peaches of the guys and, and, that I'm looking at right now that uh bring bring them in. Oh, actually, you know what? Sidetrack. I gotta give a shout out to my girl Whitney. Cause not only did she beat my ass in Patreon one, in round two, she walked into a juggernaut of a team, twenty-one and three. That's his record, because we do you gotta beat the uh the, team the after, league average. Extra win. Yep. She walked in and she said, it smells like bitch in here. And then she beat your ass too. And now she's on her way to the championship. So give, give some props to it. Well, she, she was a little too nervous to walk on. I will do her chest puffing for her.
2: First of all, everyone in this world has a nemesis and mine is Whitney. Make, make no, <laughs> I love it. If you're watching live on YouTube, Uh, One of our other guests just popped up a props to Whitney banner on the show. Dude, Whitney and Patreon won. She took me to school in the draft. She beat me in the regular season. Uh, One of those three losses was Whitney. And then she beats me in the semifinals in my own damn Patreon league. But props to her and all the Patreons across... Six leagues, three Devies, a charity league, and so much more, and I'll make that our one ad spot for the show. If you're looking to get involved with us on a Patreon level, it's patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So much fun the last few days. I don't know if people are off on break already for the holidays, or it's just all the good football content with championship season uh, in full bloom, but it's been a lot of fun. Now, this next guy, if you are watching on YouTube, gets a big tip of the cap. Now, I'm not wearing a Dynasty Warzone cap. I am what's known as a jabroni. But both Jerry and Maddie, that's right, at Maddie Big Chest, are rocking some sweet, sweet DWZ gear from our friends at Viridian Global. Maddie, what's going on, buddy?
4: Not much, man. Today I'm double logoing, you know, representing the Dynasty Warzone. We're here. Uh, We're here to draft, and let's get to it. I'm excited.
2: Well, we're going to get to the draft here in just a minute, and I tell you what, you've got to do me a solid. You've done so much great, and I guys, I, and I mean this so sincerely. Maddie has done so much great stuff for the Dynasty Warzone on a graphics level, on a content level. If you're not tuning in to the Dynasty Coffee Talk, sometimes it's Monday, sometimes it's Tuesday, sometimes it's just Maddie. Sometimes it's Maddie and Dr. Kyle, but I mean, it's really great content, but you've got to do me a solid. Are you prepared to do me a solid? Yes, sir. All right. When you make that bed, let me know that you're going to make it, so I don't have a heart attack when I see it on the screen fully made.
4: Never. I will never make my bed. <laughs> uh,
2: all right. And, and the sound of that very familiar laughter.
4: Wait, I don't. I don't. I don't make my bed either. That's the, the, you got to get me one of those vinyl
0: backdrops. So I uh, know. <laughs> yeah. No, it we're, is. We're, we're right That's we're not about my life. I,
2: I've I've already spoke to uh, the guy who makes the banners, and there will be more banners for you and Dr. Kyle. And maybe another Kyle. His name is Kyle August. He is the host of the FF SmackDown and he is my redraft brother. Uh, he's our redraft brother, just a great dude. And Kyle, man, welcome back and uh, how's
5: things going at the SmackDown? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back on the show. It's been a, been a minute, but SmackDown's going well, man. We're plugging away, bringing in some championships. I'm doing pretty good. That's, that's the, uh, that's the feeling of taking down Mr. Jerry Sinclair in a semifinals matchup. So it feels good.
2: (laughs) Well, see, so this is the perfect thing before we get into the mock draft, because that's what people are here for. But we are going to talk dynasty. We're not going to talk what's coming up. We're not going to talk ads. We're not going to talk anything like that. We're just going to kind of talk about fantasy playoffs. And we'll kind of go around the horn and and talk about what's been going on this season, you know, as, as our season's, you know, wrapping up. So I'll give an example like what I do. So I played in 17 total leagues between Dynasty, uh, two or three charity leagues, the Scott Fishbowl, one of those. And we have the Dynasty Warzone Patreon charity league. But 17 total leagues. Made the playoffs in nine. And I felt really, really good about that. Barely missed in one that was very important to me. That would be the UDPL, the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League, with guys like Tyler Gunther and Dynasty Rich from the Dynasty Nerds, Izzy from the DTC, and just a lot of really, really good players and prominent names within the Dynasty and Fantasy space, and I barely missed out. It was just not enough in that league that I could overcome the losses of uh, Austin Eckler, Kenny Galladay, and George Kittle. It was like okay, I'm barely getting by with no Eckler. I've got James Robinson, and okay, I'm deep enough at wide receiver because I traded for Stephon Diggs. And all right, we're I, I, like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. And the the Kittle in a tight end premium, a one uh, a one point one seven five uh, point per tight end premium league just couldn't overcome it. But I still made nine. Uh, Going to be in uh, three finals, including Trade Attic seven and Patreon three. In Trade Attic Seven, I'm going up against uh, the Dynasty Pastor at DHH underscore Clint from the Dynasty Happy Hour. I don't know how I can beat a man with divine intervention on his side, but I managed to get away with it last year. So maybe, just maybe, I can go two and zero against the Padre. But man, overall, had a pretty fun season. I did get taken down by Whitney. I had a shot, man. I needed I needed eighteen points out of uh, Rashad Higgins. Excuse me, Rashard Higgins on uh, the Cleveland-New York Giants game Sunday night. He had like 12 and a half. He was a tutty short uh, of getting me there, but let's be honest. You think Baker Mayfield's going to do me any any favors? He knows the the shit I've talked about him (laughs) over the last two years, even though I've started to run some of that back in a semi-apologetic fashion. You're on
5: his bulletin board, Memphis.
2: Oh, absolutely. There's a picture of this mug on his bulletin board. But Baker, my man. Uh, I welcomed you two weeks ago to QB2-ville, population you, bro. Um, The next thing you know, you're going to be a a Jared Goff-level QB2 that could win you some weeks, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, He he is fantasy viable. He'll never be the QB2, as we were told he was, but he can be a QB2. So that was was my off-season. Next week, man, I'll give you guys a quick rundown. And on next week's show, we'll have another guest. you know, we'll, well, next year we're going to talk about some dynasty New Year's resolutions, things that things that you know you are not going to repeat in twenty twenty one to make you sharper for the next season. But I am going to go to our first guest. I am going to go to Matty Biggs. Now he's not really a guest because he's on the team. Uh, Maddie, my main man, how was your uh, how was your twenty twenty season across how many leagues? Maddie, you and Jerry with the mute button.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah. I just realized I'm in 10 leagues, and uh, I cut bait on a couple leagues this last year. Uh, But, you know, in Dynasty, I missed the playoffs in two leagues, and I've only lost one playoff matchup in Dynasty leagues, and it's to this man under me, Gerald Sinclair with his super team in his listener league. And you know that listening league is probably my favorite league to play in because it's the most fun. We have a lot of we we talk in the chat. We make we make jokes about each other, and it's just a good league to be in. And uh, I lost to Jerry, but otherwise uh, four and one in the uh, semifinal semifinals in all the leagues I was in. So it's been good.
2: Awesome, and and it, for those that don't know, now Jerry is our our resident and original Detroit Lions fan, but I have not met a more passionate Lions fan. Than Maddie Biggs. Now, Maddie is in the Dynasty Warzone Patreon with us on Sundays. It gets pretty live. And every time DeAndre Swift touches a football in bold letters with, with 97 exclamation points, it's Swift. And if he scores a touchdown, just just look out. It it's is totally on.
4: There's at least four in a row. Swift. Swift.
2: That's right. That that is Maddie's man. So he is pumping that man up, and I can't blame him. Uh, for whatever reason, for having such a bad record, the Lions have a ton of really good fantasy and dynasty players on that roster. Going to be a big offseason in Detroit. You know, what's going to happen with Matty Stafford? What's the new coaching staff going to look like? What's that front office going to look like? And I, I'm super excited because are they going to resign Kenny G? What are they going to do along the offensive line? Are they going to let Matt Stafford go? There's rumors with Peter King, and for whatever you think of Peter King, he's pretty patched in, that Matthew Stafford to the New England Patriots could be a thing. So much going on. But I want to know about Kyle August. I want to know about the original Kyle, the not-evil Kyle. Kyle, man, how how was your 2021 season? I know you're battling for the, uh, the championship against fellow friend of the show, that's AJ of the Aussie guys. You guys are doing battle in our uh Superflex tight premium IDP league. I mean, you're an IDP specialist. You're the, you're the dynasty war zones IDP ringer.
5: <laughs> Dude, it's funny. I've been in two IDP leagues. One of them was a very similar league to the one we're in. It's massive. Like you're starting 10 or 11 guys on defense. I won that league the first year and by year three, I was dead last. So hopefully that trend doesn't continue, but Yeah, this year overall was pretty good. I had some rebuilds. I played in far too many damn leagues. But once you're in more than like three, then it just doesn't matter. Uh, So I was in 23 leagues this year. I made the playoffs in 15 of those. And this last week might have been my best semifinals week ever. Uh, I was in 10 semifinals matchups, and I won seven of those. So uh, I'm sure it'll all come crumbling down around me. Uh, And funny enough, the league that I did beat Jerry in, um, that is the one that you guys have these leagues, I'm sure if you you're, you feel like your team is so good, like if you don't win, you're pissed. Like, just screw it, right? And if you and if you win, it's like, who cares? I was supposed to win that league, right? So that one is one that I feel like I, I need to win that one. But uh, I did miss out on one of my, my big-time home league. It was year 10 of that. I missed the playoffs for the first time. They're not letting me live that down this year. And uh, I got one other league I'm going for a three-peat in uh, with some buddies. That one's a lot of fun. So got a lot riding on the... Uh, out there for week 16 so hopefully we can put it all together and somehow freaking uh, roger goodell is trying to get me killed or divorced because he's putting a game on christmas afternoon three games on saturday a full sunday slate so i'm gonna have to be plugged in all weekend long making sure those championships roll in
2: <laughs> yeah that that's a great point before i go to the man of the hour here You've got to. It's Christmas Day, but unfortunately or fortunately, whatever your family situation dictates, you got to be checking your phone. you got to know game time. I believe the Christmas Day game is 4.30. So at 3 p.m., man, just set a calendar reminder right now as you're listening to the Dynasty Warzone. Set a calendar reminder for 3.15. And then when that reminder hits your, your email or your phone, go to Twitter and just search Adam Schefter. I don't trust Ian Rappaport. He's got a, a thing with uh, ball hair trimmers. Um, not that he's not reputable, but you know. And just, and just search Schefter. He's going to give you all the actives, all the inactives. He's going to let you know who's going, and it's one game. But it's a game where there is a ton, a literal ton of fantasy implications. You've got Breeze. You've got Kamara. You've got Jared Cook. As, as crazy as that is to sound, there are people who are in a spot to where you got to play Jared Cook, you want to know, how is George Kittle trending? Maybe you, this is me in the UDPL. You know, I've got George Kittle. I was flexing in my tight end position. I was running in Jared Cook. You know, but if George Kittle's going to play, you know, am I going to gamble and see if George Kittle goes on Sunday? And if if he does, what's my, ba- or does or doesn't, what's my backup plan? You've got to be prepared to make these kind of decisions. So, yes, um, a great move that I use. Is, uh, gotta go to the bathroom. They may think I have like bladder control at the family Christmas, but as, uh, as my man Stone Cold Steve Austin says, it bees that way sometimes. So, Jerry, how, how is your fantasy playoffs? Uh, I know I bounced you from a league, one of the Patreons, and, uh, but what else is going on with you, my friend?
3: Screw Kyle, man. <laughs> That's what I got. No, come on now. He, the you, dude ha, does have a good team and it's much better than mine, which is why I was scrambling to trade for Stafford and scrambling to trade for Ben Roethlisberger, trying to just do anything I could. I liked that team because I, I initially traded it or drafted it and I was trading down and I was trying to rebuild and all of a sudden they just kept winning. So that was super nice and convenient. Um, I did okay. Uh, I would not say this was my best year because I don't have a lot of Derrick Henry. And I don't have a lot of Josh Allen. And if you don't have those two guys, you're not going to do great. But I do have a lot of Kyler Murray. I do have an unbelievable amount of DK Metcalf. So that has helped. That's um, okay. I'm in, I think, four championships. And look, give credit to you guys for knowing how many leagues you have in your playoffs. I have no idea how many I made the playoffs. And a good chunk. I made the semifinals. I lost in a couple leagues. Uh Two of the leagues I'm in with Kyle. He's cursed me, uh, which is why I say screw Kyle. Um, but, yeah, I just, like Kyle said about the Rockolution League that we have with the Aussies and everybody else, that's my my listener league. If I lose that one, I'm going to be pretty pissed because it is stupid good. Um, that one will break my heart. If yeah, I you're welcome, by and, the way. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going against Bozak, who won it last year, and he's going for the back-to-back bid. So it is, it is not a, a foregone conclusion. If but, you need look, any look, more
4: look. Uh, top 12 ADP players, Jerry, you just hit me up, man, because I gave you all of them already.
3: Yeah, and the worst hold on. It just let me sidebar real quick. I had Justin Jefferson in that league, right? Asshole Matthew Poole straight above me on the YouTube right now. He's got the 101 currently. I go, okay, he offers it, done. I will take Trevor Lawrence because I have Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. I'm going to need a quarterback of the future. Done. Uh, I don't remember what else was in the league. I just are in the trade. I just know he was in it. Sends it. Cool. Thank you. Give me the QB. You can have the nice young wide receiver. Enjoy that. Josh Dissinger uh, of Dynasty War Zone lore, one of the original Patreons and one of the original fans of this show, decided he was going to win four straight games. And I have the 106, so I traded Justin Jefferson for the 106. So thank you for that, Josh,
4: and thank you Uh, for that, Matt. Everybody's an ass. I did. I did pick on Jerry. I did a little bit of picking on you by trading him Derek Henry in the last four games. So I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because Mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson was worth it.
2: You know that stuff happens to everybody, and sometimes it happens in reverse. So in the original Goat League with my man JD and Dan. I made a trade. I just decided my team was just a little out of sorts, so I'm going to take the year off and I'm going to rebuild. Well, what do you know? My team just keeps winning and just keeps winning. Well, earlier in the season, I had traded JD, uh, Saquon Barkley for a bunch of uh, picks and player prospects, and one of those being Tyreek Hill coming back, and JD's first. Well, JD lost Saquon Barkley for the season, and then JD lost Michael Thomas. For about ninety percent of the season, and JD just had bad luck after bad luck after trip hazard after whatever, and that first that he had that was supposed to be like the one, oh nine through one twelve ended up being the one oh one. Now it's not a super flex league, but it is a league where I can really use a running back, and with Najee Harris and Travis Etienne coming down the uh, coming down the old chute. It's going to be real good for your boys. So it's weird how those things work out, but that's why I love fantasy football. And I'll tell you something else I love, and you guys can chime in as well: is the tilt on Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, when a player is not doing something. No, the the the, the victory laps are bad, but they're nowhere near as prevalent as the tilt tweets. It's like, can Juju Smith Schuster do anything? Oh my god, Eric Ebron goes out, and then everybody's posting bad beats. I don't know what it is. I know Jerry played poker for sure, and I think Maddie did for a while as well. But people do not remember their biggest victories at times, but everybody, without question, remembers their bad beats. Is is did anyone take a bad beat during during the season?
3: I don't think so. Not at the time I almost did when Lamar Jackson had the poop attack. Uh, I was down by like 0.6 points and he went out and I wasn't watching the game. So I, I thought he was hurt and I thought it was over. And then I'd get on Twitter to see if it's serious. Come to find out, it, it was very serious. Listen, if you have ever had a poop attack and that itis starts to gurgle, you know it is very serious and it cannot be messed with.
4: He was wearing white pants. Yeah. So,
3: <laughs> luckily, luckily he came back and I got the win. So that was the closest. But no, I don't. Yeah. I don't think I've had anything that that egregious. I, I had I had that
5: uh, <laughs> just all Kenny Galladay.
2: <laughs> He's just pointing to the Kenny Galladay. Yeah, he, he he killed me in Patreon one against against Wit. I had no no Galladay, no George Kittle
5: there either. But I, that's why we play. What was that Kyle? I was gonna say my my only one that really sticks out I, is uh. I had a it was, had to be week 13, I guess, either, it, either it was week 12, or week 13, but it was the week when Connor was out for the Steelers, weirdly enough, and frick, I had Benny Snell, right, so I'm wait, all year, I got Benny Snell, plug him right in, and then that some bitch can't get in from the half yard line eight times, and I lost by freaking .4, like I, it was ridiculous, so that cost me, uh, luckily, I still made the playoffs, but it cost me a division win, which was about, now 70 bucks out of my pocket, so. Thanks a lot, uh, just, Benny. Thanks,
2: Benny. The the biggest thing I took away from that was Maddie's comment about Lamar wearing white pants. It makes me think if they were wearing that all-black uniform, <laughs> would, he, would he have risked it? <laughs> would he have thought, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll risk it. next
4: Hopefully, Hopefully it's just a fart. fart. <laughs> yeah. Respect yeah, for the but,
2: literal bested. Hey, you, you know what the definition of a surprise is, right? That's a fart with a lump in it. So I, I think that's what Lamar was trying. girl over here. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm, not my fart. I'm, not my fart. <laughs> fart. It's not my fart. I'm educated, but let's give the people why they're here. why they're here. It's Mock Draft Monday on a Tuesday with the crew. So, what we're going to do is believe it or not, man, startup season is just around the corner. I know in our Patreon leagues, uh, they're already talking startups, and uh, I'm putting Jerry in charge of collecting the dues. Now, the good thing is, I have all the dues. I I, I have all of the dues, and I will be paying out all of our Patreon champions next week. But um, it's, it's startup season, guys, and I'm excited. Uh, tonight we're going to do a one round, and maybe we'll talk about some fringe players. But we're going to talk one round. We're going to talk super flex. We're going to talk tight end <clears> premium. <throat> uh, I think that's the preferred format of just about everybody here. Now, I personally like the format we have. It's not in Patreon one. In Patreon one, we have to have three wide receivers. But in Patreon three, it's much more. It's very similar to Trade Attic seven in that we have one one QB, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end. And then five flexes and one super flex, so you start ten total. It, it gives you a lot of options, man, uh, and that's kind of what hurt me in Patreon 1. That's why I had to start Rashard Higgins against Whitney, is because I couldn't start Kenny Galladay, and then Devontae Parker was not going to play. He was he had been my backup, ride or die, just, hey, do something all season, but I really like that format, that one one, 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 a bunch of flex, and one super flex. So we're going to go around the horn. Uh, I, we, we're going in order of the people that jumped on the pod. So Kyle was the first one to hit the show link with me, Kyle A, the good Kyle, not to be confused with the evil Dr. Kyle, who is uh, conspicuous by his absence. But we're going to give Mr. Kyle A, who is your 101 in a
5: super flex tight end premium draft, Kyle? So, I also preface I, your, uh, you mentioned with playing the one, one, one with a bunch of flexes. I did a startup this year and I was going to, I was being a smart ass. So, I made it no positions. I made it two super flexes and like eight random flexes. So, in essence, you're still playing two QBs, but nothing is more just F's your mind when you go into like look at waivers and there's not even a QB spot. Like, you got to toggle over to, <laughs> to everybody. But uh, speaking of quarterbacks, I mean, is a really a, an option here it's patrick mahomes the dude is a plug and play stud he's what 24 25 he's going to be in your lineup for as long as you want him to be and he's the clear 101 for me in super flex just not going any other route so patty mahomes you know
2: I I, I I it's weird how quickly he has lost some of that sizzle that he had a year and a half ago uh, a year and a half ago he was just it And and every year we love the shiny new thing. It's Kyler. And Kyler right now in a lot of formats is the QB1 overall in scoring. Mahomes is second. uh, Josh Allen third. uh, Aaron Rodgers fourth. uh, Russ fifth. And Deshaun Watson sixth. So that's a, a very, very good group. I just think that I would sacrifice some of that high volatility that you can get and the flashiness to take Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be in the mix for the top three every year. This is the advantage that, if you're old enough to have had him, this is the advantage that a long time ago Peyton Manning gave you in fantasy football. Peyton Manning was a lock button. And Tom Brady had some good years, some really good years with Randy Moss. But I would say for the better part of 10 to 12 years, Peyton Manning was just a lock button cheap code. And I very much get that feel with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Before I go to Jerry... Do do you want to dispute Patrick Mahomes as the 101? Now I know there's a guy that you love very much that I'm highly anticipating you drafting, but what are your thoughts on Mahomes as the 101, and then who is your 102?
3: I think he is pretty solidly in that spot. I don't I don't have any argument with that. I don't. I I could understand if you did, but like, how the hell do you watch the man play and just not want to take him first because he's a bad mf'er, man? Uh, if I'm going to go, I'm not actually going to go with who you think I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with that man's counterpart, because I'm assuming you think I'm going to go Kyler Murray, not going that route. Give me the guy he's got to throw the touchdowns to. Give me the the heartbeat of that offense. Give me Tyreek Hill, man. Wide receivers last. He is tied to the Kansas City Chiefs. He is tied to Patrick Mahomes, and I absolutely hate running backs in dynasty football so give me Tyreek give me him tied into that offense for as long as he's going to be tied into it because he is they're not going to get rid of Tyreek Hill as long as that is a dynamic I guess trio with Kelsey they're going to stay together and they're going to keep winning because this is going to be a dynasty this team is not going anywhere Tyreek Hill don't care evil Kyle's here now don't <laughs> we have care. a run-in
2: we have we have a pro wrestling esque run in. It's the official doctor, the official medical consultant of the Dynasty Warzone. It is Doctor Kyle at DWZ Doctor PT. Doctor PT, what's happening?
6: <laughs> the bad guy is here. <laughs> the you said it.
2: Be- better late than never. We're going to How long can you stick around? He said uh, nope. I'll- Nope. I, All right.
6: I just I just realized I have to, I had to close my my YouTube live because I was like, wow, holy echo! How drunk am I? I'm hearing Memphis's voice like three times. I can stick around as long as you guys need me to. I'll be the heel. I'll be
4: You're the 105. You
2: need now the man's the Let's 105. So we're we're doing Superflex Tight End Premium. We have a run in. This went from a fatal four way to a battle royale, real real quick. Now I, I, Jerry just went. Tyreek Hill at the 102 in a Dynasty Superflex startup. Uh, I don't have the drop yet. I am shooketh. I am shooketh to my core right now. Uh, I love Tyreek Hill, um, but I'm going to get into to some of the reasons why I'm going a different direction. So I'm going to give it to his, his Michigan buddy, his Lions fan friend, Matty Biggs. Who is the 103 and what did you think about Tyreek Hill at the 102?
4: I thought that Tyree Kill was a little aggressive at the one (laughs) hundred and two. But
3: knowing Jerry, way he could have said that (laughs) so gentle, (laughs) a little aggressive.
4: Knowing knowing Jerry and his love for Tyree Kill, it makes complete sense. So I have no transgression against it because it allows me to take my guy. And no, it is not Kyler Murray. It's Justin Herbert at the one hundred and three. A little bit of a surprise. A little trepidatious there for you, Memphis. He's. I love my rookies. I love my guys. Justin Herbert looks really freaking good man and uh you know I'm going to take a guy who's going to be there for the next 10 years and let him sit on my dynasty team and not trade him away. So uh give me Justin Herbert slinging the rock with Jalen Guyton. I man. I I the, I, I, the world I don't of
3: dynasty is shaking. I know Everyone, they're, they're, they're
4: like people- Pulling over I in didn't
3: their cars through. currently because they cannot believe the atrocities that myself and Matthew have
2: put them I, through. You know, I feel
5: over to trade this man if that if I can get the one hundred and three for.
2: Him. <laughs> I, uh, I I'm going to make my pick, and some of the reasons why I'm making my pick. I, I don't. I really don't mind Maddie's uh, the the, the Superflex. If if Jerry took Tyreek one hundred and two overall in a non flex, I'd probably be in there with him. I don't hate that young guy. Uh, high scoring guy, great offense. He uh, checks a lot of boxes. But for me, from a dynasty standpoint, I've got to get the QB. The amount of uh, the, the haves and the have nots at QB has never been more stark than they are right now. If you're not rolling one of those top six guys in a points per game right now, you're at a severe disadvantage. You know, maybe, maybe you can get lucky on the way back in round two or, you know, the top of round three, and maybe you can get a Ryan Tannehill. How long does that last? And so for me, based on what I've seen Deshaun Watson do without weapons, what the hell's going to happen when they get him some weapons? What's going to happen when they, they bring in a wide receiver and a running back that can actually run the ball? And – he plays in a division where scoring is going to be at a premium. The Colts can score. The Titans can store, score. Uh, a little weird fact for you. I didn't realize this till I was looking at something for our gambling show, The Big Bet, with, with Dr. Kyle. But the Colts are the fifth highest scoring offense in football. I, I, was, I was like, what? That doesn't sound right. But it is that they're the fifth highest scoring points per game offense in the NFL. So, you know, this is a, a division that's going to continue – to to bring in some shootouts so I'm going to Sean Watson over Kyler Murray I've got three great seasons with no weapons Um, he's got a a, a craptastic or had a craptastic GM and head coach I mean you can't fall off the floor I've been so drunk I thought I could but I haven't so there's nowhere to go for his situation to go but up so for those reasons I am going with Deshaun Watson 104 Dr. Kyle welcome to the show and uh, what do you think about the picks to date
6: uh, again, a little shocked about two and three, but I could, I, I could see the arguments, uh, having done a startup each of the last two years, I think you have to go quarterback early. I think there's just too much volatility. The tiers are so much flatter in running back and wide receiver, uh, you know, from rounds one to three, uh, the, then quarterback, uh, memphis you hit the. I, I was hoping watson would fall to 105 but as you uh were building it up i went to look at the the patreon rankings and i saw that watson's your qb too i was like oh there's no way he's going to be there at 105 um but yeah like like watson has had the least weapons he's ever had he's been in a, a shit sandwich of a situation he's playing the best football he's ever played and he's still so young so dynamic um yeah if if you don't already have them, if you can acquire them for good value before the next rookie draft, oh, I think that's huge. But at 105, because of what I just said about how uh, running backs and wide receivers can play out, I got to go Kyler. You know, I, I don't love the pick there, but I got to get a quarterback here in the first round that you know is going to be the focal point of a very fast paced, high powered uh gunslinging slinging offense for at least the foreseeable future. Cliff Kingsbury is not going anywhere this year. Deandre Hopkins is not going anywhere this year. Christian Kirk's not going anywhere this year. Um, he, he just, I, you, you got to go quarterback early. I've, I've learned it the hard way. Ah, my first here, quick, quick side story. My first dynasty startup ever had the one Oh four. This was two years ago. Uh, and I did not I took DeAndre Hopkins over Patrick Mahomes, and so I think about that almost on a daily basis so let, let's just Whoops. get on to the one o six
2: See, they don't teach everything in medical school dr Kyle <laughs> they All do right. not. so 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 to to the good doctor to from from the good doctor to the good Kyle good Kyle what what have you liked so far what has uh what has shooken you, and uh, what are you doing at the 106? Now, remember, you're drafting this as if you were a completely different owner than your initial pick of Patrick Mahomes. So who yeah. is the best player on your board, and, and what have you uh, thought to date?
5: Yeah, so far, um, yeah, even like Tyreek Hill, I, he's my he's my fifth player in my ranking. So I didn't have any problem with, with Jerry taking him there. I totally am on board with what everybody else said, obviously that the quarterbacks are super valuable. So there's a, there's, there were a couple of guys that would have gone over Tyreek there um, at one Oh two. But other than that, and, and Herbert going at the one Oh three, I totally, you know, if and dynasty is supposed to end fancy football, is supposed to be fun. So get your guy. Like if you prefer a guy, just take him I, There's no such thing as a reach. Cause as soon as you leave the draft, all those pick numbers go away and you just, that's your team. So um, no issue with it there, but I'm pretty happy with who I can get here. The top of my board is my third player overall. Um, I know that Kyler's dynamic as hell, uh, but I feel really safe about what Dak Prescott's going to be able to do once he comes back. Uh, that team is going to continue to be a disaster on defense. They are not one, not two, not three pieces away. Like that defense is going to be crap for a few years, and that offense is going to have a few studs on it um, for at least next season without having to do anything. Then you got the Cooper Gallup decision down the line, uh, and I think Dak's proven that you know he's a top five you know, upside quarterback and you get him here at the one Oh six. So I know the injury sucks. Um, but for me, it came down between him and the last quarterback on the board. And I just think Prescott is a guy kind of like Watson. That's why I like him a lot too. I think those are guys that they can continue to repeat this process. They're not relying on the athleticism that could potentially fade a little bit. Um, you know, as you get down the line, but, uh, I think, I think Prescott and going quarterback is the route to go here at the one Oh six.
2: And I think what, we want to make sure that the listeners focus in on is that there was no bigger winner in Sunday's win for the Cowboys over the 49ers than Dak Prescott. Their pick in the NFL draft went from the 1.04 to the 1.09, and they were right there in that target range. I see Dr. Kyle; he's also a Cowboys fan, <laughs> shaking his head. I was they, they
5: They, 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 they
2: went from they went from that that prime range of. Uh, you know, and and it, it would have created more headaches than it would have, you know, maybe solved because they would be answering the question of, do you go Zach Wilson or do you go Justin Fields or do you go Trey Lance and save the money on Dak? But if you're a Dak dynasty GM, that win was huge for you because it's going to keep them out of that quarterback fray. They're probably going to go with a corner, maybe an edge rusher. This is a team Kyle was just talking about. They need a ton of help on defense. And, I mean, they've got plenty of offensive weapons. We forget Blake Jarwin. Everything we've seen Dalton Schultz do as a tight end one on the season, you know, you're going to add Blake Jarwin back into that mix. And you still got C.D. and Amari and and Gallup. And the, the offensive line, they, they've got to add some pieces there. But they've actually got a little bit of cap room, which they'll use most of it on Dak. I, th- that win on Sunday versus the 49ers went a long way to making me like this pick a lot more today than I would have had they lost to the 49ers on Sunday. And I will say our man James at lineups and chill on Twitter. He is going to be very excited because you put some respect on Dak's name and that's what he's been looking for. So I'm going to kick it to Jerry. Jerry, what do you think about Dak? And then what are you doing 107 when you're not on mute? Classic, Jerry. Yo,
0: Classic.
3: <laughs> I've got Dak at 103. God, sorry, Listen, Matt, we're like two peas in a pot, buddy. I got Dak a QB three. He, he's a badass. I don't know what you want me to tell you. And for everything that Kyle just said, I could regurgitate it and steal all of his information like I've done for years, but I'm not going to do that. Cause you guys already heard it once. Dak, Dak's that dude. I would have loved to take Dak. And unfortunately I'm not going to take a quarterback again because that ends the QBs that I would take in the first round. Sorry, Josh Allen. Sorry, Lamar Jackson. I'm going to go with another wide receiver because that is essentially the story of today. Give me Devontae Adams because here's the thing about uh, wide receivers that score a ton of points, they win you your leagues. Uh, and if there is a man that scores touchdowns so effortlessly in this league, it is Devontae Adams and his boo, Aaron Rodgers. So I would not, you know, we're, we're separate owners with each one of these picks. I would not recommend not leaving a first round with a quarterback if you have two picks. Um, but since we are separate and I am in this spot, I would take Devontae Adams and I will definitely have to fire off for a couple of quarterbacks in the next couple of rounds. Uh, I would definitely not mess around. I'd probably go the next two would both be quarterbacks. But in this situation, give me the touchdown man. He's just a bad dude. Easy. Uh, give me the points I, I, and awesome.
2: I am not gonna give away this week's Patreon show, which I launched earlier tonight for the Patreons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But we were talking about who is the next Julio Jones? Who is the next AJ Green? I want to be a year ahead of it. I don't want to be looking back this time next year and being like, man, I wished I had moved so-and-so. And And my fear is, is that Devontae Adams is probably a year or two away from that. So in a startup, I love Devontae Adams, and if you're going, if you're going to go hardcore win now, and I'm going to trade my first, and I'm going to move up, and I'm going to make some big swings, and I'm going to try to win this, which I don't blame you. I was talking on Twitter earlier today that there's going to be a lot of orphans, and I wish there was a better term: abandoned, abandoned teams in the Seriously? up. Seriously. <laughs> uh, it's like I'm running a dynasty orphanage nope. up in this mug. Uh, nope.
6: We got boys over here. We got girls
2: over hey, here. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey, hey oh, hey. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move this right along. But there's gonna be a lot of teams. So if I'm joining a league, especially if it's like a uh if it's not an FFPC or a safe leagues ran by Scott Fish and, and I know the money's in a league safe, I don't blame you for trying to win the, the money in year one. But if it's a league like if I were starting a league with you five guys, the Aussie guys, and you know, some of the Patreons, then I'm gonna build differently. So that has to go into your startup strategy. So I don't mind the Tyreek Hill. I don't mind the the Devontae Adams if you're doing it with a win now philosophy. You know you're going to pay your comeuppance later. It's it's going to hurt somewhere down the road. But I, I I don't I don't hate it because you can come back with a, a couple of quarterbacks in the next round. The problem is, is that you just went Tyreek Hill. I'm excuse, excuse me, Devontae Adams at the one oh seven, and I'm gonna come around remember the one oh eight. What am, what am I? I, yeah, at?
4: I am the 108, and you're the 109. Okay, so you're up. Yes, and you know Devontae I was getting ready Adams to make your pick. pick. Yeah, he was trying to snipe you. I yes, Devontae, Devontae Adams is a good pick, but you know Kyle was talking about tiers and how positions are tiered. There's no position that's more top loaded than tight end. So at the 108, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's my pick because he's going to give me a positional advantage. He's going to be a guy that is going to be my first round pick because now in the second I can snake back and take either a quarterback or a running back, depending on what I need and what's available. And, uh, you know, I can punt quarterback if I need and get the Ryan Tannehills of the world and roll with the Travis Kelsey's because, you know, Travis Kelsey, he's a little on the older side, but, you know, tight ends can play until they're about Jason Witten's age for some reason. And uh, it's, it's going to be nice for my team because it's going to be just a positional advantage that's every week.
2: This late in the first round, I I do not hate it. So I pulled up a league using this exact same format that we're using. Four points per passing touchdown, super flex, tight end premium. And in this format, Travis Kelsey is the fourth highest scorer in the league. It reads Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, then Aaron Rodgers. And the next tight end is about a bajillion, not really that far, is Darren Waller at uh, player 16. I think had George Kittle stayed healthy all year, he might have been in that mix as well. I say that with great sadness and and a a tear in my eye, but it is. Those three guys, Waller, Kittle, and Kelsey are a tactical advantage, but me at the 109, I am going right back to the QB well. Um, I've been a stand for this guy for a long, long time. It is Baker, Josh Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> <bad. laughs> uh, I, I started to take a cheap shot by name at someone, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, he is not the QB two on my board. I am going Josh Allen, uh, 24.6 points per game, gang. I don't think this is a fluke. I really don't. Uh, this This man is here to stay. My my biggest fear. So I talked about Sunday with the Cowboys fans winning and Dak GMs winning with that Cowboys win. My biggest fear as someone who loves Josh Allen and someone who loves Stephon Diggs, my biggest fear is that their offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball takes a head coaching job somewhere. I think it's the most underreported. Chargers. It could be. It very well could be. I think the Falcons are going to be open. I think a lot of teams are going to be looking for a head coach and his name is going to be at the top of a lot of lists and that makes me very concerned as a guy who loves Josh Josh Allen. Now the, the GM and the head coach have done a great job as well, but that does not that, that gives me a little pause, but man, this late, we're talking about tactical advantages. I mean, he's it, 24 and a half points per game at the quarterback position. I love it. And this is, a, this is a division that's going to get somewhat better. Uh, I think the Jets are going to have a lot of picks. The Dolphins have a good offense. How weird is it to say that we're literally one draft class away from New England having the worst roster in the AFC East? After a, two decades of dominance, it's going to be so weird. But I'm going to hitch my wagon at the 109 to the Buffalo Bills and their QB Josh Allen. So I'm going to throw it to Dr. Kyle. What do you think about Josh Allen? I know you're in New York State. Now, you're in the big city, the Big Apple. But there's got to be a lot of Josh Allen love there. And then who would you take at the 110?
6: Well, I was hoping that you weren't going to say Josh Allen at 109 because he was my clear 110. And so, yeah, I've been a bit uh, lazy or lackadaisical in putting up my... Uh, positional and overall rankings for the Patreons. I will do that. It might not be until after week 17. But, hey, what better time than between the end of the season and the beginning of the next. So consider it uh, an advantage for you guys to get mine a little bit later than everybody else's. You know, I'm, I'm torn here. Um, I could see, like, McCaffrey has not come off the board yet. Barkley has not come off the board yet. But we've also seen Jonathan Taylor has exploded as of late. He's a rookie. Uh, He's going to be the workhorse in the backfield. He is the workhorse in that backfield with an absolutely phenomenal offensive line. And, again, so I'm I'm drafted here at 110, knowing I'm going again at 203. There's many ways to do it. But I think with how the running backs could break – I, I I don't know how you can let McCaffrey fall here, um, so I'm going to go McCaffrey at 110, and then knowing at it, so in, in the past it's almost felt like drafting in the top three or four of a, a superflex dynasty startup is an advantage because you get that first tier of guys, but now I'll, with a little bit of drafting experience under my belt, I feel like it's almost better to draft a little bit later knowing that you have a little bit more flexibility in that late first, early second round where, okay, I can get CMC at 110, and then let's see what happens between now and 203. I could go, you know, maybe a DK Metcalf or an A.J. Brown falls. Maybe Jonathan Taylor is still there. Maybe Lamar Jackson's still there. Um, but we know what Christian McCaffrey can do in that backfield. He's coming off of an injury-riddled year, and, yes, as the Dynasty Warzone doctor – That gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies, but, again, he's got almost no wear and tear on him this year, Uh, so hopefully he can get himself right in the offseason. And then if you're competing next year, you potentially have the RB, you know, one to five again, and if you're not competing, then you can at least ship him out before he deteriorates at the age of 25, 26, 27, like some of those clear RB1s we've seen in the past three, four years, Um, so 110 CMC.
2: I love it. And if there's one running back that I want to I, I want to continue to to take is Christian McCaffrey. I think this year was kind of a fluke. It was just a weird year. But for a guy who's had so much volume the last two years in a down year to, you know, let him, you know, just get healthy overall and I actually hope they don't bring him back at all. There there's no upside to it. The the more you bring him back, the more likely you are to win a game that you don't want to win. The Panthers are currently drafting fourth overall. Uh, I was actually uh, on Twitter chatting with uh, hashtag name drop Dame Brugler of the Athletic, and he th- he thinks that Zach Wilson won't make it to Carolina, but Carolina could get a QB upgrade. Could be a lot going on in Carolina, and if there's another offense that's on the come, they're not quite to the obviously Chiefs or you know that level yet, but I think has the upside to do it it's that Carolina offense. I have no problem with that because, uh, you could turn it around. So here's what we're going to do. We all made two picks. We're going to make one more each, and then we'll take this thing in for a landing, uh, back to, to Kyle, a, a, a A. Kyle, a, the one (laughs) eleven. What you
5: got, man? Uh, so I, I liked, I liked the McCaffrey pick there. I was kind of hoping that uh old doc would just slide into the Q- qb stream and I could pick up McCaffrey for some reason this late. But uh so for me though, we, you guys have talked about it, the tears, unless you want to play the uh the Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers game, I think there's just one guy left and then uh you know then you're just punting uh for a bit in my opinion. Like there's no reason to to take a guy even in you know the third or fourth round if you don't like him just go take some scratch-offs at that position. So for me, I'm going to take the last quarterback here. um, And that's Lamar. Obviously, I think everybody kind of knows that if you didn't see his drop-off from 2019 to 2020 coming, you might need to turn in the tune into more of these types of shows because everybody told you that was going to happen. It was fairly obvious. um, And that's fine. It doesn't mean that he can't be a top, you know, six, seven quarterback, just doing normal quarterback things and adding that little bit of rushing magic that everybody loves. So Lamar is still super freaking young. He his weapons have let him down. If you watched a lot of games as well, like I know he's not the most accurate, but my God, when you hit a guy named Hollywood in the hands, you think he'd actually show up and do something. So uh, I, I think there's you're going to see something between 2020 Lamar and 2019 Lamar going forward um, with its ebbs and flows. But I think he's the last quarterback to take here. I'm. I mean, again, you're you're staring down old Russ and and uh, and Rogers and round and round one or two here. But I don't really like what else is on the board, so uh, I'll take Lamar and and uh, be pretty thrilled with that, getting him in the late first.
2: Well, so you finally got him. That was the that was the end of the round one QBs on my personal board. And I know a lot of people are listening and watching and thinking, "What the hell are these guys talking about?" You've been through almost an entire round of one running back. I got two words for you, Todd Gurley. These guys age quickly. This is super flex. I'm going to quote my good friend Izzy Alkafas of the Dynasty Trade Calculator. There is no cheaper time to get your QBs than in the draft. They only get ridiculously expensive, and we've all been there, gang. We've all been there. We've all overpaid for a Derek Carr or a a guy like that because you had an injury at your QB position. They are the cheapest to acquire, and that's the, the tactical advantage line for me was Lamar Jackson. Uh, I know you mentioned Russ and Aaron Rodgers, and I would love Aaron Rodgers if he was 27 and not 37. (laughs) Does he have one more year? Again, I am going to avoid the random, I don't really know these people, but I'll do a super flex draft with them for dynasty. No, because it it might as well be called redraft with a rookie draft for for all that we actually know. I I would much rather in a legit dynasty league where we're going to be together, like our, like our Patreon leagues, like the goat leagues. Um, we're going into year four or five over there. And I feel very solid about the moves that I've made. So we're going to get some pushback. We're going to be, well, where's your running backs? Um, guys, here's the thing. If I miss out on a round one running back, I'll just, I'll just overdraft Jonathan Taylor or um, DeAndre Swift or a Miles Sanders in round two. Cause you know what? I've got my quarterback. The, the foundation of this building is built because I've got my cornerstone in the, the QB one, so um, didn't mean to hog up all your time there, Jerry. But uh, do you want to make a pick at the one twelve?
3: I do want to make a pick at the one twelve. I also want to talk about running backs. If you yes. took running backs, I wouldn't be super opposed. I am. I'm not muted, right? Okay. Uh, I, I wouldn't be opposed. Like if someone took Christian McCaffrey at one hundred two, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate him. The dude's awesome, and he scores tons of points, and he's shown everything that he can. It's just my personal philosophy because early in my dynasty life, I was far too focused on what won me championships and redraft. So I took running backs often. And then all of a sudden a year and a half down the road and you're looking at your team and it's absolutely putrid. So it's just not something I want to put myself in that situation. Um, Good job by Dr. Kyle and by Kyle so far in this draft. I just want to point that out. Kyler and, uh, Kyler and CMC were two two hell of a steals, and then Kyle's just taking every – good Kyle is just taking every good quarterback that's in this draft. Um, I'm going to go with DK Metcalf, though. He's he's young as hell. He's tied Damn to it, Ross. Damn it, Jerry. He's, I mean, what does he have, like 1,200 yards? He's still got a little bit to go. He has that mouthpiece. Yeah, he's – I mean – He looks good. like Dude. a young Dennis Rodman. He That's – Really young
4: with that pacifier. Yeah, I,
3: uh, <laughs> I I don't remember young Dennis Rodman, even though he was a piston then. But yeah, I mean, what, what do you want? Look at a picture of the dude, <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna want him on your team. You're like, oh okay, he's <laughs> he's built like a brick shit house. Like, yes, I'm gonna want that guy. On That's why team. I didn't take Renfro the pick before. What do you mean? He's, he's crumpy. He's okay. That's
2: all right. <laughs> Hunter Renfro. I, I what. Well, so, is so Jerry show. is clearly a wide receiver stand, which is which is fine. Yeah, wow. I mean, DK Metcalf, he's only getting better. And mm-hmm. even though Russ has not went in this draft yet, I, I think that's a great pick. And and he has to be in the conversation again. You have to know your league better than we, so we can help you with your league. That's the number one thing. We can't help you if we don't know all the things. If it's not a super established league. Then, yeah, maybe you go a little bit older guy. <laughs> but, uh, I uh Matt, the
3: mask the yeah,
2: Maddie's Matt, up with the, with the one. Oh, I guess it's the 201 at this point. So, uh, Maddie, oh, with a visual aid.
4: Yeah. If you're not watching on YouTube, you got uh, a Wayne Goldman jersey. I'm taking It is Wayne Goldman, actually. Uh, <laughs> is that is a Muppet Baby's tattoo on your butt? It is. Um, and I'm not proud of it. But, you know, my <laughs> favorite running back of this class for 2020 is DeAndre Swift. And, you know, that might be a little bit because I bleed Honolulu blue, but he is very good at running angle routes. He's very good out of the backfield. He's good up the middle. He's good at the goal line. He shows patience like Le'Veon Bell did. I really like DeAndre Swift. I like what he shows. I have to go running back here because there's not many running backs taken, and I like running back position a little more than the wide receiver position because they consistently get you points. Give me DeAndre Swift for the next seven years.
3: And the most important point of that pick is Matt Patricia and his stupid ass beard and his stupid ass pencil. Got the f <laughs> out of here, and we don't got to deal with that cancer anymore. Randy, Thank God. G- g- give it a comment. Give us your final pick. Hopefully, listen.
2: Make it a bold one. Uh, give it's, me a it's, juicy it's, one. Uh, well, well, Matt, Matt beat me to the Homer take. Uh, first of all, I love DeAndre Swift. Uh, one of the more heated moments we ever had in the the Patreon group chat was over DeAndre Swift versus J.K. Dobbins. I'm I'm yeah. I'm f- I'm firmly in I'm firmly in team Swift, and it has to do with with passing passing volume. No quarterback passes the ball less to running backs than Lamar Jackson, and as Matt Stafford, if he continues to be the quarterback there, why wouldn't you want to get DeAndre Hopkins more and I'm be DeAndre uh, Swift more involved in the passing game? It just it just makes sense, and I I think that was a steal. That was going to be my pick, maybe. Um, and I know someone's going to say, "Well, what about Saquon Barkley? What about him?" I, so you mean to tell me I can start my dynasty league? So so if I'm drafting at the who who took the one eleven? Uh, who was the one eleven pick? Kyle. Uh, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle. 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 You Kyle. You took who? Lamar.
5: Yeah.
2: Okay. Cool. So no, in in theory, I would be drafting. Uh, at the next pick for the one eleven, 11, which is Lamar, right? I am start So, so Maddie is starting his team with his pick and Jerry. So he's starting a dynasty roster with Deandre Swift and DK Metcalf. Maybe he's going to go mid round QB and maybe pick up a Maddie Stafford for the stack or, you know, maybe, you know, just kind of like piece this thing together for a little while, but I've already got Lamar Jackson. I've got my QB one. Oh, yeah, I see I see David Donaldson in, in the c- – c- hold on a minute, but wait, there's more. I'm going Jonathan Taylor over over Saquon Barkley. He doesn't have an ACL. He's on a better team. His quarterback well, may be Carson Wentz. ACLs, they're good. But but, but 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 here's the thing. Even if Jonathan Taylor gets Phil he, Rivers – He's got two ACLs in there both He's got, he, he's both got those ACLs, and both of them were his. Neither those were a Cadavers. ACLs. You know, and here's the thing, as a Jonathan Taylor owner, I don't hate if if Phillip Rivers sticks around. The guy's averaging 2.5 receptions per game. That's fantastic for a guy with no quote-unquote passing profile coming out of Wisconsin. He's young. He's a beast. You got Quentin Nelson soon to be under contract. You got a Pro Bowl center in Ryan Kelly that just got a contract. They've re-signed the right guard, Glowinski, and Braden Smith. I know all these guys by name. Part of that is because I'm a Colts fan, but part of it is because they're really, really good. And I remember peak Ezekiel Elliott in the Cowboys when he was running behind Zach Martin, uh, Frederick, uh, I'm drawing a blank. Travis Frederick. Travis Frederick, Frederick, Frederick Travis thank you. Travis Frederick. Uh, a healthy Tyron Smith. Travis
4: Frederick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, was it, Tra- was it, Travis <laughs> Frederick. I'm going to take Travis
2: Travis Frederick for 400 Alex. Um <laughs> But we've seen these guys, we've seen these running backs run behind awesome offensive lines, and, and God forbid the Colts get a QB upgrade, whether that be in the draft, whether that be a Sam Darnold, whether that be a trade for a Carson Wentz. Who knows what the QB position is? Maybe they try and band-aid it for one more year with a, with a Uncle Phil. He's not been bad. Like I said, this is the fourth-ranked scoring offense in the NFL right now, and I'm more than happy to be attached to that. I've got my QB one. I've got my RB one. Wide receiver is so deep right now, so deep at the wide receiver position. And there's another stacked wide receiver class. I will go, I will forego another round of wide receiver. And I will be looking in rounds three and four of this team with Lamar and Taylor. I'll be looking to uh, maybe get a wide receiver and a, and a quarterback to, to really build the foundation out. Mr. Kyle, Dr. Kyle, give us one more pick, man. We'll go around the horn and say some uh, some goodbyes and Merry Christmas.
6: Stop fucking sniping me, Memphis. (laughs) (laughs) Three times in a row, I'm like, oh, Jonathan Taylor. I talked about him at 110. Put him in everybody's ear. Now he's going to go before I get him again at 203. No, but uh, what's cool here is I had the 110, 11, 12. So so here's real drafting scenario. If you have the 110, you also generally have the 203. Um, So your flexibility here is you can go Quarterback in Russ Wilson, wide receiver in A.J. Brown, or running back in a Dalvin Cook, maybe. I, I would lean Saquon Barkley. I think with already having your CMC there, who is your – I don't know if he's 24, 25, or will be 24, 25 going into next year. You know, uh, he, he had an injury riddled the year, but we are tight end premium. And I think where you are in this draft and where the position is – as a whole, I think at 203, you realistically should go uh, George Kittle. Um, get your CMC, get your Kittle, and then you figure out the rest along the fucking way. The everything's so flat from here. Uh, this is the best chance you have at a positional advantage again. Um, let me
2: let me ask you guys a question. I, I love the Kittle pick. As you guys know, I am Team Kittle all the way. If you're in a league with me, there's a good chance I own George Kittle in that league with you. But how close has Darren Waller gotten in that conversation? I think next year at this time, we could have TJ Hawkinson in that conversation. Depends on what the OC looks like. But for man, this year, we saw Darren Waller. He won you weeks. And not just in tight end premium now. I'm talking about in any format. How close... I'll just throw it around the horn. So it can start with Dr. Kyle. You went Kittle. How close would Waller be? Not to be confused uh, with a Wallaby. <laughs> Waller be
6: uh, ahead of Hockenby. Um, I think just because we've already seen Kittle's uh, – Kittle's been so good for a few years now. Waller had a good year last year, and he's been fucking phenomenal this year. I think Kittle just has the history advantage but if, if, if Waller's your guy, I could totally see you taking him here. But, you know, if, if you're thinking, okay, in, if we're middle of the season, like where do you put Waller versus Barkley straight up if Barkley is healthy? Like I think name brand means something in, in fantasy football. Um, I think Kittle's at least got that name value, just like a oh, Lamar has that name value even though he hasn't been as good this year. You can at least hope that there's that guy out there that wants him. Whereas Waller's like, you know, he just sort of came along last year, uh, but but he's not far behind. I think I think Hawkinson and Waller are a bit closer than Waller and Kittle, and maybe around the the two three turn is where they go in a you know one point seven five to 2.0 tight end premium.
2: All right, yeah, I'm going to go around to, I'm going to go to Kyle A in just a second, and I'll, I'll give everybody a shot at this topic because tight end premium is becoming more and more prevalent in the landscape. To put in perspective what Darren Waller has done this year, now I, I filtered by points per game because it would not obviously be fair to go by total season points because, you know, he's only played a hand, you know, in a handful of games. <laughs> it looks like he's played about six games on the season. I should know he submarined a lot of uh, Memphis drafts out there and, and leagues. But George Kittle averaged 19.4 points per game in a 1.5 tight end premium league. Darren Waller has scored 20.6. So in in a bigger sample, he scored more points in the same format. I I love George Kittle, and I don't mind this pick at all. Because again, and and, and to tell you how big the gap is, so TJ Hawkinson is the tight end three. He averages 13.8 points per game versus Kittle and Waller in that 20 points per game. We're talking a tutty a week, and that is a a true positional advantage. I bring that up because I was a non-believer in Darren Waller, and I was wrong, and I own that now. So I just want to make sure that, A, I'm transparent, and, B, that we put some respect on that man's name. And uh, Ice Jerry, Ice Cube. what what do you think about these tight ends, and uh, where would you be looking to get Darren Waller?
3: Man... I mean, he's he's done good recently. I mean, like, he, like he's had a good year, don't get me wrong, and he's definitely done better than I thought he was going to do. But, I mean, you look at his last three games, the dude went absolutely bananas. 13 catches, 200 yards, 7 catches, 75 yards, 9 catches, 150 yards. You go the five weeks before that, he didn't crack 37 yards but one time. I'm still taking Hawkinson as my tight end three. Thank you very much. I'll take the age. I'll take the younger guy who knows what the hell is going to happen when Derek Carr is not there. They're going to continue to win. So are they really going to ever be at the top of the draft to get an elite quarterback, or are they going to have to do something similar to a Jalen Hurts or a David Carr and, and go with one of these tier three, tier four guys. He's good. He's very good. Uh, I think the best point that got brought up that whole time was uh, Dr. Kyle's point that name brand matters. So, so yes, Darren Waller may be on a similar value in times in a tight end premium to a Saquon Barkley. But if I'm going to be trading, I'm not going to get shit for Darren Waller compared to Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is going to get me a nice bucket of gold. And Darren Waller is going to get me, I don't know, like, like some fancy dress socks. Like That's I'm so going to walk happy charm. that I got them. I'm going to open it. I'm going to be like, oh my God, like these, these are practical. I appreciate that. Here's, here's, a, here's
6: a real life example of that. My, my home league, Keeper three, three player keeper league where you keep guys based on where they were drafted the previous year. Um, and if they were a, a free agent pickup, they're a ninth round pick value. I could not trade Darren Waller or Dak, Proskett, Dak Prescott for fucking shit in the offseason. Like, like, no, everybody's just like, oh, Darren Waller's trash. Darren Waller's trash. Like, it, it was impossible to trade Waller or Prescott. Uh, and here I am, like, nose to the fucking ground trying to figure out what the upcoming season projections are thinking like Prescott's got QB one upside Waller's got again potentially tight end you know two three four five upside and I couldn't sell them to anybody again it's my home league and you know guys aren't as adamant about learning about fantasy football like we are but that's the reality of the market so like Memphis talked about earlier know who you're in your league with and I ultimately ended up just trading Dak Prescott and Darren Waller for a fifth round pick in a three player keeper league because they were just going to go. They they literally were just going to go back into the free agent pool to be drafted. So I said, I may as well get somebody uh, get some draft value while I can. And, uh, you know, that's that just reiterates what I've talked about, what Jerry just brought up Um,
2: something to think about. All right, well, I'm going to give it to Maddie Maddie, you, you got to give us a two-parter I, I want I want to know your opinion on Waller. I know your team Hawkinson you invented the Hawkamania t-shirt found exclusively at viridianglobal.com but I also want to know who was the biggest gift that you got in Dynasty fantasy football this year
4: Wow oh. well, that's a layup Jerry, thanks for Justin Jefferson that's the biggest <laughs> gift um so you know throw it to the man right next to me. Thank you, sir. Bow. And, uh, you know, Hawkinson, Hawkinson's value, I'd put him around the 301 in a dynasty startup, 303. And then I put Darren Waller around like the 310, 311. And, uh, but I think the biggest question here is would you rather have Mark Andrews or Darren Waller? I don't think it's TJ Hawkinson or Darren Waller. I think it's Mark An- Andrews or Darren Waller because I think they're the tight end four and five. And that, uh, or that Hawkinson is the t- three. Am I, uh, disconnecting on internet here? No,pe you're,
2: you're, you're, you're doing great. You're just lagging a little bit. So that was a gift. I'm gonna go back to Jerry. Jerry, what was your biggest gift? And, uh, you could m- maybe a guy you traded for a guy you got really cheap. Who was your biggest gift of 2021 or should be 2020?
3: Uh, if I had any gifts, I think it was avoiding cam Akers for most of the season. I know there was uh, a two week period where that dude has been awesome, but, uh, sorry hype hasn't been real i know i'm upsetting the narrative that is spewing forth from the dynasty world right now uh but he did a whole bunch of nothing for a lot of the season um and now he's out and not helping you win and the likelihood that you actually played him the one week he was actually relevant tiny so but i don't know because i trade a lot randy me and you trade you, a lot. No, I, I don't remember what they are. Yeah. I remember Matt's trade because screw Matt and screw that <laughs> damn trade and screw Josh for winning the last four weeks. I just wanted Trevor Lawrence, and now I'm sitting there, and I'm pissing in the wind, and it's blowing back and hitting me. It's horrible.
4: Enjoy your Kyle <laughs> Pitts. It's called watching. the yeah, Lion <laughs> uh,
2: Kyle. Kyle, a I don't know how you follow that up, but but what player or trade was your biggest gift? of
5: the the 2020 season uh so i'll i'll be quick with this but i got skipped on the waller thing i would be on the i think i might be more towards uh, maybe memphis i don't know if you even gave your opinion on that i i actually put Waller. i'd rather have waller a round later than kittle i think those guys are in the same tier for me uh i think that they're difference makers whether it might not be for as long as time as hawkinson but um Nah, I don't want the I don't want the Raiders to have a good quarterback. I want them to stick with their crappy middle of the road QBs and continue to pepper the hell out of Waller. So, I get it. But uh, gift this year, actually, it was 28 years ago. We were all given a gift because on Christmas Eve, 28 years ago, we were all given Devontae Adams. So, happy birthday to King Money. Uh, <laughs> uh, the answer is Justin Herbert, uh, and he's the exact reason of why you maybe take some of these guys that we were taking like Kittle, CMC and, and punt on that QB a little Um, in a startup that I was in with Memphis and Jerry. I didn't take a QB till round five. And I took round uh, QB round five and six. Those QBs sucked. Uh, They were Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. But then if you know, you punted the position, you take the scratch off tickets like Justin Herbert, like Daniel Jones, a couple years ago, you got to put more quarterbacks on your roster. So, I think as far as, you know, my gift this year was getting Herbert on a lot of teams because he was cheap as hell and he might be the best damn quarterback in this class. So uh, that's what you got to do in these types of formats of your punting QB.
2: All right. I, I like that answer, man. I, I like that answer a lot. Dr. Kyle, what's up, man? What was your biggest got, gift of the 2020 season?
6: I, I got two. Uh, so one was pre or, or in between seasons, I traded Tyler Higby and two 2021 seconds for Justin Herbert. Shout out to Memphis because he, at that time, I was not a member of the DWZ uh, 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 podcast team, uh, but he was consulting because we had done the first dynasty contractor together talking about uh, the draft and and what it would bring. And post draft, I was able to make that move. So Justin Herbert for sure. And then in another league, I was able to trade Zeke for Zeke and Frank Gore for DeAndre Swift and Sterling Shepard just before DeAndre Swift broke out, and I could not be happier, especially after we talked about DeAndre Swift being like a, a round one, two turn potential guy. Um, so DeAndre Swift and
3: Justin Herbert, Merry Christmas but I and Happy you're pretty, Hanukkah. You're pretty upset to lose Frank Gore for the next Yeah, damn. yeah
6: I mean, I a guy the that's going to the next decade <laughs> – He's just going to be an RB two three forever until I'll probably die before Frank Gore dies. If, <laughs> you if know, we're looking uh, at this realistically, He's a I don't want to make this mama. show.
2: I don't want to make this show go any longer. But I, I have a, a real question in my head of who's going to play professional sports with their son first? Is it going to be Tiger Woods and his son Charlie, Frank Gore and his son? Or is it going to be LeBron James and his son? I, I if, if you're telling me you're writing off Frank Gore, I'm telling you you're selling short. And before I get into my gifts, I do want to take up for my co-host Jerry. He is going to catch a lot of shit for his Cam Akers take. But you know what? You know what Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, and Cam Akers all have in common? 120-plus point PPR game uh, on the season for the Rams. And the best running back game of the season for the Rams was Malcolm um, excuse me, Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Brown, week one, 26.1 points. So I like Cam Akers, but let's not get off our skis. My gifts, I have two. One, I I trusted my process and I went out and acquired a lot of Stefan Diggs. I didn't think that you're going to trade for a guy labeled as a diva and as a problem if you don't plan on involving him at the level that would make him comfortable. Why would you give up a first-round pick and soon to be a new contract extension at the rate wide receivers are making? if you did not have a plan for them. And you know what? Brian Dayball and Josh Allen rewarded that theory of mine very handily. And then the other one is James Robinson via Shane Hallam. Shane Hallam had me hooked up on James Robinson. And yes, he's probably going to miss the last two games, but it cannot be understated what this guy has done this year. He is literally the only running back, and I'm looking in the top 10 of running backs in points per game and PPR points per uh game, and he's been in double-digit points every single game. Not an 8.9, not a 9.4, and I'm rounding, 10.0 plus each and every week. Played the Steelers, no problem. Played the Ravens, no problem. Played the Colts, no problem. The guy has been there, he's been a stud. And yes, I know Jacksonville's got a lot of picks, and I know that the GM could be new. But when you go to remodel a house, even a shitty house has some redeeming qualities. And Jacksonville has got one. And if you got a brand new quarterback that you want to keep alive, you you, you you let the running back who's shown that he can be a good pass blocker. Uh you let him continue to do his thing. Very excited for James Robinson and Stephon Diggs. But guys, I want to thank you for tuning in. Uh thank you for supporting us all year long. We're going to get back into some Dynasty New Year's revolution revolutions. It's going to be a revolution, damn it. Some <laughs> New Year's <laughs> resolutions next year for 2021. But, man, I cannot thank you enough for the guys on this panel. I was so glad Dr. Kyle did the run-in um, to have the squad here going into 2021. And you think 2020 was crazy here at the Dynasty Warzone just Just stick around. It's only just begun. we got rookie stuff coming, redraft stuff coming, gambling stuff coming, and uh, we're going to knock the wheels off of the football-loving space. But on behalf of these guys, he is Matty Biggs. He is Jerry Sinclair. He is Dr. Kyle, and he is the good Kyle. And on behalf of these gentlemen, we'll remind you here at the Dynasty War Zone that we're all just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys.
0: Hey, what's going on, Patreons? Man, that big bet has been working out well for me. Being able to hit up Dr. Kyle and his DMs. We're on a synchronized schedule. It's crazy. Every time I'm about to message him, he's about to message me. But uh, being able to bounce those ideas off of him and then being able to reach out to Memphis. Typically, I just do it directly to the him personally instead of a DM. But man, I've grown in, what, five weeks of doing the sports betting, and the big bets helped able to formulate my own opinions. I do like some of the ones that they have, but listening to them and reading some of the lines and doing my own little research, I'm um, starting to kind of understand the ins and outs, sports betting, um, and it's going real well. Last week, I went 5-2 and two on my bets. Um, I hit a couple big parlays. One of the ones was Miami that I talked about with Dr. Kyle as soon as the opening lines came in. So, uh, big bets where it's at. Patreon, you guys are great. Appreciate everything.